What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so thrilled you are tuning in this week. I'm really excited about my guest today and the topic that we talk about today, and I think it's a perfect segue into the next round of the Simple Home Reset. So it's not happening yet, but starting next week. So if you're listening to this in real time, starting next week, um, I will be launching the Simple Home Reset again in hopes that we can just start the summer in a way that we're going to start getting organized and focused so that when the school year rolls around again or our busy seasons roll around again, we will be totally ready for them and our homes will feel lighter and our schedules will feel lighter and all of that. So if you're interested in more details, DM me, ask me questions. I can help you find out if it's a good fit for you. And just make sure to listen next week for all the details on how you can get signed up for this round of the Simple Home Reset because I would truly love to have you join us. All right, let's jump right in. Today we're going to talk with Hillary Zema from Spruce Up LLC. She is a professional organizer and actually she lives really, really close to me. So that was kind of exciting to bring her on the podcast. Um, she's a pro organizer. She helps women minimize clutter and organize their homes so they can focus on the things that matter most. She's also written a book called Spruce Up as well, and she'll talk a bit about that on the podcast. I went ahead right after I um, chatted with her, I went ahead and got my hands on it and read it, and I can tell you, you are going to want to get your hands on this book as well. So she's going to give us so many great tidbits in this interview. I know you're going to love it, and hopefully it inspires you to keep taking action. And maybe that action is joining me in the Simple Home Reset. Maybe it's reading the book. Maybe it's joining with a friend to just minimize one space. Whatever it is, I just hope it inspires you in some way to simplify. I know you're going to love this interview, so here is Hillary. Well, hi, Hillary. It's so nice to have you on the show today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to talk with you and just get your wisdom on clutter and organization and all of those things. But before we do, can you kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Yes, for sure. So my name is Hillary Zema. And I'm a professional organizer and the owner of Spruce Up LLC here in Colorado Springs, and also the author of a book uh, I just released, also called Spruce Up. And basically, I help uh, women minimize clutter and organize their homes so that they can focus on the things that matter most, whatever that is to them. That's awesome. And that's exactly what we talked about on the podcast. So I'm so excited to hear your take on all of that. Um, and I love the name of your business. That's such a creative name for, 
for both like doing the in-person stuff, but just our lives, just sprucing up our lives a little bit. So I'm excited to dig in a little bit. Thank you. So today when we are talking about clutter and organization, you know, I often tell people it kind of goes hand in hand. Like you can't really do one without the other. Um, but I'd love to know, like when you go into someone's home to help them, where do you get started? What's the very first step? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I always like to just start with a conversation and make it really, you know, laid back and personable and let my clients kind of talk to me about what they need and want in their homes, because I think it's really easy to come in and be like, okay, I have a game plan. Let's do this. But it's really important to first listen to them and realize what their vision is for their space so that I can kind of work with that to make it happen. Uh, Because, you know, like I said, I have a way of doing things and I have a way of organizing my own home and that doesn't always work uh, for your clients, or maybe it's not exactly what they're looking for. So I think it always helps to just have a conversation, listen, take lots of notes and just pay attention to what their pain points are so that you can, you know, help make it happen as much as possible. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because my whole life, I just thought I was like a really messy person and I was just bad at organization until I realized like there's not one size fits all. It's not, you know, yes. not everybody does it the same. Not everybody can have color-coded folders and all these different categories and stuff. Some people just need like a tub with a lid that yes. says you know, like one thing on it. So yeah, uh, I love that you kind of start there with your, with your clients. That's great. Do you, like, once you go through that, do you have a specific order or process that you do go through to work through the house, like certain rooms you start in or anything like that? Yeah, I actually came up with a four-step spruce up system. I called it just super basic. Um, And it's nothing, you know, revolutionary, but it kind of rhymes and easy to remember. So uh, step one is visualize. And basically the idea behind visualize is, Um, just kind of reimagine the space you're working in and empty out all the items so that you're really looking at a blank space. Um, And then you and your client can start to talk about kind of like what I was saying, what they really want in that space. And then step two is categorize items that belong together, just kind of sorting like with like. And I like to think of it on a spectrum of macro organization versus micro organization. So macro organization works really well with um, like big picture organizing. And then micro organizing works really well for detail oriented people who kind of like systems within their systems. And then step three is minimize by decluttering items you no longer love need or use. And that's really my definition of clutter, sorry, uh, items you no longer love, need or use. And then finally organize, uh, just finding systems that are comfortable, doable and maintainable for you. So that kind of goes back to what you and I were saying about, you know, it's not one size fits all. It's really, uh, specific to the person you're working with. So visualize, categorize, minimize, organize. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love that it's just four steps because so most of my listeners are Mm -hmm. big moms, you know, and so this can be um, a lot and just thinking through their whole space is a lot. So breaking it down into just four steps is, 
It's great. Can you really quick kind of go into the macro and micro organizing, like the difference of those two things just a little bit, because that is what kind of flipped the switch for me when I first learned that there's like these different <laughs> systems. And I know that there's listeners out there that it's going to help as well. Yes, for sure. So macro organization, I think is definitely the place to start. And then kind of, like I said, it's a spectrum. So you can always go further along the spectrum toward being more micro organized. Um, and that's just really personal preference and what works for you. Um, I think it also depends on who you live with. So, you know, your spouse or your kids, um, I tend to be very micro organized. Like I have a bin and then inside the bin is another bin. And then, you know, uh, but for most people, that's, I think, too rigid of a system. And it's all about, like I said, making it comfortable and doable and maintainable. And if it's not those things, it's just going to feel cluttered all over again. So I always recommend starting with macro organization, just big picture, and then uh, getting more specific from there. So an example of that could be like, you know, how you organize your batteries. Macro organization would be like all the batteries go in one bin, done. But then getting micro organized would be having like smaller containers where it's like, this is where my double A's go and my triple A's and, you know, everything has a little home within the home. So that's kind of an example I like to use. Yeah, that's great. So I am definitely a macro organizer. I learned that about myself very quickly because I, I just don't put things back where they go. Like that's just plain and simple. I don't, that's why I live with very little stuff because otherwise I would look like a hoarder. Like you walk in and there'd be stuff everywhere. So I'm very macro. So I appreciate that so much because for years I thought, okay, I need to have like my bills and all the like water bill and January and like all the things. So instead I'd end up with a pile of papers on my desk for six months because I couldn't file them. So I totally agree. I wish I was more like you and could have this separate, you know, the pretty little containers that were all separated but I can't, I just need like uh, one bin that says batteries and no lid, yep. but I won't lift the lid and put the back. So yeah. yeah, I will say though, like sometimes being micro organized, it's like a blessing and a curse because you're super organized if you follow through, but sometimes, I mean, it does take the extra minute or the extra work to do it. And so sometimes like, even as a professional organizer, there's things on my table right now that have yet to be put away because I know putting them away takes, you know, that little extra step to make it in the perfect home instead of just, you know, throwing it into a bin. So it can be a blessing and a curse. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think just having a home for it though, like knowing where you're going to put it, that's the big step because then it takes some of that mental clutter away from us and knowing like, we just have to put it there. It's going to take us 30 seconds, but that's where it's going to (laughs) go. Yep. Totally. So what do you find are the biggest problem areas for people when you go through their home or you're talking with your friends, like what do you hear the most? And do you mind kind of sharing some tips and tricks for those areas with us? Yeah, I would say it's the areas that are used the most every day. So that would be things like the kitchen that's used breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks, all of the above. Uh, Closets, 
you know, where you start and end your day and bathrooms. I would say those are like the hot spots. Um, and I even kind of talk about the hot spots in my book, having, you know, a, a system where you could tidy up those particular places in like 10 to 15 minutes, uh, just so that it helps the, the home feel more organized, like pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say I have noticed pantries and closets to be, um, probably the biggest problem area. Yeah. Can you give us a few, um, tips that maybe just pick your favorite one, you know, one of those areas and just give us a few tips for helping us kind of gain control of those areas. Yes, for sure. So the tagline of my brand is actually minimize, organize. And I had it that way because the two really go hand in hand. I would never just approach a space and try to organize it off the bat. I would always first, you know, gather all the items and categorize like I was talking about and really try to get a handle on the amount before trying to come up with a system. Because if you try to just organize what you have, it becomes cluttered again. So I really try to get to the root of the issue of the amount of stuff we have, uh, because that's, that's really what I notice most people have in common is just the amount of stuff, whether it's in a kitchen or a master closet or a linen closet. So once you kind of declutter and minimize to an amount that feels right and doable, uh, it's so much easier when the amount of stuff feels under control, if that makes sense. Um, so really, whatever space you're working in, the decluttering step is really essential. I don't consider it to be like an optional step. I think it's really essential to the organizing process. And then once you're left with an amount that feels right for the client, um, I really like to organize and figure out good containment systems so that they stay, you know, in the home, in the designated home that we give them. So that really keeps them from spreading to other areas or getting out of control. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am all about the decluttering phase. I think that is the part that we often miss, or maybe not even that we miss, but that we don't realize how much stuff we have until, like you said, clearing the space so you can really visualize it and getting everything out. That's when you really realize, you know, wow, I have all this stuff that I've never, you know, I never use and don't appreciate. So yeah, I think that is the first step, but I definitely can see where your services really help people then once, you know, once they go through that stuff to know how to contain it, like you're talking about, I think having somebody there to guide you in that part is really helpful in the beginning for sure. Because if you haven't done that before, or you've tried and it hasn't worked, you know, just having some new ideas and, um, from somebody who's done it several times is really, really helpful. Yeah. So I really am all about just keeping things simple and practical for my listeners. That's my whole goal on this show is not to give them more things to do, but to hopefully give them more space um, and kind of feel lighter in their areas. And many of the listeners are very busy parents, just kind of trying to keep their head above water. So what are some things, maybe like three things we could do today that would make a big difference in our homes and our lives going forward? Yeah, I, I love this question because I actually wrote about it at the end of my book because 
I realize all of us are on different parts of our journey to a more organized home. And some of us might be just starting out or maybe in the thick of it, or maybe you feel like your home is already kind of, you're on top of it. But I think there are things we can do every day, no matter where we are in the phase of organizing um, that can help us feel more in control and on top of things. So um, I came up with things you can spruce up every day and they are to one, make your bed, which is the advice of a lot of people out there. Making your bed helps your room look tidier instantly. I know it sounds like a silly thing, but it really does help uh, the look and feel of your room right away. And it can also, you know, motivate you to just keep going. Uh, number two is wipe the counters. And I aim for wiping the counters uh, towards the end of the day, if you can only get to it once. Um, that way, it's a really nice end to your day and makes the start of the next day just easier. Um, and another thing is in order to wipe your counters, they have to first be cleared. So uh, wiping your counters can just be a nice goal for the end of the day. Um, number three is do the dishes. So kind of similarly to wiping down the counters, just aim for an empty sink uh, before you go to bed. And that includes you know the dishwasher is loaded and all the hand washing is done if you can yeah doing these three steps every day can just help you feel more in control of your home no matter what stage you are in the process of organizing and uh doing the dishes wiping the counters those kinds of things can really help you just be set up for the next day. Well, I love that. And I love just giving a little daily something because I'm sure that that, I mean, it just becomes a habit then it makes us feel better. You know, we have some, like little things to check off. That's always, mm -hmm. always really, really helpful. And hopefully can, you know, motivate us to, to just go the next, the next step a little bit. Well, I know that when I work with people on decluttering their things or organizing, one of the biggest questions I get is maintaining, like, how do we keep it this way, you know, once you're gone out of their house, what are some of the tips um, you give people or how do you help them maintain the work that you guys have done? Yeah. And that kind of goes back to my fourth step when it comes to organizing. I really try right from the beginning to make the systems comfortable, doable, and maintainable. Um, and that's very specific to each client. So kind of like what we were talking about earlier, what's doable and maintainable for me is not necessarily comfortable or doable for someone else. And so right from the beginning, I really try to um, just have my client in mind with every system we make, every you know bin or basket or label. I really try to make it what they need and not just be like, oh, well, this would work for me. So it's a constant dialogue with my client like, oh, do you like this here? Or what do you use the most? Like, I want to put that in a accessible place for you. So the more I think you can get to know their daily lifestyle and preferences and just tendencies with how they kind of go about staying organized or, you know, putting things away, the more you can understand your client, the more you can cater to that and make a good system right from the beginning. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's a dialogue. So throughout the whole process, I'll just keep asking them, okay, what do you think of this? Like, do you like this here? Or 
and just try to like keep switching things up if I need to, just to make it better for them. Um, and then I think a, a big part of maintaining it is coming up with something they like. So whether that's bins or baskets or labels, or even like certain colors you use, like, you know, clear bins or white bins or colorful bins, uh, just making it something they're excited about and like to use or look at, it can kind of incentivize to keep up with the system you've put in place for them because they like how it feels so much or they like how it looks. Um, So I think the more you can personalize it with function and aesthetic, it just helps them keep up with it and, and want to keep up with it. Yeah, I love that. And I love the part about just something that we're excited about, because if we can make it work for us and make it pretty for us or, you know, just exciting to do, it's always easier to put stuff back where it goes if we like the way it looks and feels to us. So I love that tip. I I actually hadn't even thought about that um, when I'm talking to people. You know, of course, I want it to be practical and all those things, but I love that you brought that into it. That's great. So one question I ask all my guests, um, and it can relate to, you know, your book or what we've talked about, or it can be about anything else in the whole entire world. Um, But if you could grab a busy mom or just a busy woman by the shoulders, look her right in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would it be? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I think it would have to be, this is partly like speaking to myself too, because I am a perfectionist. I would probably say it's not going to be perfect. Nothing in life is perfect. And that includes your home. So just to cut yourself some slack and give yourself grace because you're doing a great job. (laughs) You're trying. And, you know, that's really the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It is hard for us not to compared to other people or to want to be perfect or for our home to look like somebody else's and all of that. But really when it comes down to it, it's really just about how it makes us feel and makes our lives easier and all that. So that's awesome. So I am sure you have a wealth of information in your book because I know that we can't touch on every little um, thing during this podcast episode. But can you tell us a little bit more about your book, kind of what's included um, to inspire us to to go out and get it because I know it's one that I have on my list right now. I just wrote it down (laughs) because I'm sure it's great. So tell us more about it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, So it's called Spruce Up, a professional organizer's guide for your home, your body, your life. And the basic idea behind it is the end goal is not to just have a perfectly organized home, but it's to get your home and your life in order as best as you can so that you can focus on the things that matter most, whether that's your health or your goals or dreams. Um, So I really try to make it holistic. It's not just about organizing your house. It's about um, the way that can transform other areas of your life. So that was really the heart behind writing the book. And you can find it on Amazon. It's available as a Kindle or as a paperback. And I also have like a bonus guide that I made. Uh, If your listeners are interested, uh, it includes things like checklists and labels and uh, like journal prompts. Uh, So I can also include that if you want. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to link to that. 
Um, tell us about your website and where we can kind of connect with you in case people have questions or they just kind of want to see what you're doing. Yes. My website is spruceupllc.com. So you can find me there, see what I'm up to. And I really only do one form of social media because that's all I can keep up with right now. (laughs) So you can find me on Instagram at Hillary Zama, just my name. Perfect. Hillary, it's been so much fun chatting with you and hearing all your little specific details around this. I know that there's little nuggets that people are going to take and try today. So I can't wait to hear all about that. And I honestly can't wait to read your book and share it with my audience. Oh, I know it's be thank you. Thank you so much, Jenna. It's been such an honor to be a guest on your podcast. Well, thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Hillary as much as I did. It was so much fun having her on and just hearing her excitement around helping other people simplify. I know that so many people need this. And as we you know, live in this world where constant consumerism is just thrown at us, it's always a nice refresher to hear another way to go about things and to really start to intentionally look at our stuff and figure out how we can live lighter. It doesn't mean you need to be a minimalist or you need to get rid of all your things. It just means looking at the way you live and how it feels to you and finding a way to make it simpler for yourself, whatever that looks like. So make sure to jump in with Hillary everywhere she talked about, um, look up her website, see what she has to offer, grab her freebie so you get some of those fun things um, to help you declutter and organize your home. And if you want to know more about the Simple Home Reset, remember just reach out to me. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. And then listen for all the details next week on how to get signed up. There is always a bonus for people who sign up right away just because I love action takers. I love people who make decisions early and sometimes that's hard. So reach out to me if you have questions and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.